Welcome to Regeneration Studio. I'm Katerina Jabert and this is the fourth narrative journey into creative business ideas and how they transform individuals and communities. It is also the first edition of the International Corner or the Metro Boulot Dodo series where I talk with specialists and other noteworthy individuals from across the globe about a pressing issue in society, either linked to careers, mental health, well-being, and, well, life in general. Why I call it Metro Boulot Dodo? What does that mean in any case? Well, it's fun to say Metro Boulot Dodo, Metro Boulot Dodo, Metro Boulot Dodo, Metro Boulot Dodo. It's French. It's multi-layered. It's been used in worker riots. If translated to English, it literally means metro, work, sleep, and would be more accurately translated as rat race, but can be interpreted in many different ways. Originally used in a poem to describe the daily rhythm of the Parisian or city dwellers lifestyle. In essence, it means we live to work and might start to wonder what the point of life is. Part 1. Confinement. France versus the UK. So today's episode is going to be slightly different. Normally, I look into a particular business concept and talk to a business owner. For example, last week I spoke to the owner of La Chocolatrice. Especially of interest to me are the following sectors, hospitality, retail and arts and culture. The truth is, however, many business concepts are changing as original ways of working are temporarily unpractical and whole job sectors are in fact becoming endangered species and might soon be obsolete as multiple waves of the virus drown us professionally, so to speak. I always mention creative business ideas These ideas are going to be essential in the coming months because, like it or not, the world is changing by the minute as it becomes apparent that COVID-19 is here to stay for the foreseeable future. In a personal and professional capacity, I do not think anyone can escape it. There is no more metro, or at least we won't be getting on one anytime soon. Our boulots have either temporarily disappeared or taking place where we dodo, that is sleep. Currently, the strategy for most of us is stay at home, avoid infection, save lives. Very good strategy, which, however, has suddenly triggered a growing black hole of unemployment. As Forbes reports, the coronavirus has changed the job market almost overnight, impacting the economy and job security. So my guest today is life coach Martine Cousson, who lives in Montpellier in the south of France. To give our listeners an idea of who you are, can you briefly introduce yourself in the style of a film trailer or a book blurb? Well, hello everybody. Um, I used to work as a financial controller and then as a HR manager. Um, I was uh, responsible for the management and uh, control of all activities linked to employees' payment. 
I was in charge of training from gathering employees' needs, uh, negotiations with suppliers. In addition, I was in charge of all of the HR legal submission to government, impaired tax, uh, training tax, uh, and so on. And uh, responsible for internal communication, I was uh, I had a large scope of uh, people to deal with, top management and salesmen. Okay, and um, then uh, just out of curiosity, who, which company did you work for? Um, I work uh, I work for several companies, but uh, mostly for Nestle Group. And uh, whereabouts in France was that? Uh, it was in Paris. Okay. And then I decided I decided to change my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I went in uh, town is Montpellier, is in, in the south of France, uh, not far from the Mediterranean Sea. <laughs> yes, a lovely place, no doubt. <laughs> I don't know if. Uh, you, you, I, I know you. You know uh, Montpellier, but I don't know if uh, everyone uh, know Montpellier. In no, UK. no, I don't think so. Actually, now that I think, um, I mean, people know this, the other places in southern France, like uh, is it Côte d'Azur, uh, Cannes, yeah. mm. uh, but Marseille, Marseille, bien sûr. Uh, but Montpellier is actually a university town. Am I correct? Yeah, there's a very yeah, yeah. and famous uh, for medicine too. So the question, am I living a meaningful life? Or perhaps more simply put, what am I going to do with my life when this is all over, is probably on many people's minds. Making those changes in a similar way that Martin's done. But lurking behind that question is another one. And unfortunately, it's not a very pleasant one. It's, will I become expendable? It cuts deep. The truth often does. By listening to other stories, whether professional or personal, I hope to prompt listeners to answer the question in relation to their own situation. It might not happen after one episode, one day, one week, or even after a year. I adjust my answer to that question on a daily basis. I rapidly had to adapt to reduced working hours, for example, at my part-time job. And finally, being followed with perhaps no prospect of returning to, at that time, my only main source of income. It really is about encouraging a sustained personal development process that concerns the major choices we make in our life. That is important. What career path do we choose to follow? Will that career path still be viable in our new virus-laden reality? How do we choose to look after ourselves? How do we maintain a balance between work, family and friends now that great majority of us work from home? For this purpose, there will be bonus episodes where I interview industry specialists about the job they do and their expert advice in relation to major societal issues and other concerns. At the moment, the focus will be on COVID-19 pandemic and how people all over the world are tackling the issues related to it. The pandemic has crept up on us out of nowhere and left some of us feeling unprepared to cope with the situation. I think you'd agree, Martin. Um, the United Kingdom has now been almost two weeks into lockdown and France is coming up to three weeks. So, Martin, firstly, to put it all into context, 
tell us more about where you live. What's the view like from your apartment? I live just in front of the beach. So I mean, uh, I can see uh, the Mediterranean Sea. Yes. From and, the, uh, and the sound. And uh, it's uh, really beautiful. And uh, today is uh, very shiny. So is it sunny? Uh, sunny, yeah. yeah. A lot of sun and uh, the weather is really fine, so we could go out, but it's forbidden. And <laughs> um, I might be jumping here. I'll come back to the the question I was going to ask. But what happened when uh, you went into lockdown? What did what did the French people do the first couple of days? Thinking about the beach. Um. About the beach, in fact, it's forbidden now because at the beginning of the confinement, it was uh, the government thought uh, that people uh, uh, could be uh, reasonable. Yes, I mean, our <laughs> government thinks the same, all governments do. <laughs> and <Yeah>. what happened? <laughs> and what happened? Uh, everyone wanted to go to the beach, uh, like uh, no more. And even um, people from Paris came here uh, to go to the beach, have a bath. Uh, oh, really? People yeah, from Paris yeah, yeah. traveled? <laughs> so they were obliged they to stop it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, they stopped it's, it. Uh, even for me and my neighbors, mm -hmm. we live in front of the sea, but we can't go uh, on the yes, beach. at the moment. We can well, have exactly. a bath. Uh, yeah. The same thing yeah. happened, in fact, in, in England, I think. Last week we had incredible weather. It was warm, sunny, clear skies. And of course, because we can go out for a daily uh, dose of exercise, everyone decided to go to the parks, the national parks. Uh, of course, the media was shocked. And uh, uh, but we were all as for us, practice some safety. Yes. I would say, as for us, we are French. So uh, we don't like... Uh, of um, something to be forbidden. Uh, really? <laughs> uh, that's I what don't know for you, but... Fraternité, liberté... And, um, yeah, yeah, that's yes, it. Exactly. So, right. in fact, uh, people uh, went on uh, going on the beach uh, and so on. Yes. So, uh, there was um, uh, police mm -hmm. who just uh, checked and they checked even uh, by car on the sun. Yes. Or uh, with uh, helicopters and uh, they just... Uh, just making sure that there's not even one single person on the, the beach. Yeah. Yes. Well, it um, makes sense. It, we do need to obviously be really, really careful and, and follow all these regulations. If we want to see a slowdown and eventually, gradually, be able to, to come out of lockdown of course, restrictions will carry on from time to time, but we all do need to stand together. So in the UK, we are allowed to leave our homes once a day to do exercise. As up to now, no time limit's been given. It's fairly open to, for you to decide how long you want to be outside. And we are allowed to go with members of our household. Uh, we are also allowed to go for an essential shop. Now, uh, this is just to get a little bit of an idea. How, what's it like in France? What is life like at the moment? If you had to compare it to 
perhaps the UK? Uh, in fact, it can be divided in uh, several parts because at the beginning, uh, what I, I just uh, told you, and then uh, they decided uh, we were obliged to to full uh, to, to full in. To remplir. Martin means to fill in. Yes, and uh, then uh, we just uh, we just could um, go out by your own. Okay, uh, so we no members of the household allowed with. Uh, no, just just, just one, one person. Okay. Yeah, just one person. So it was at the beginning. Yes. And uh, it was uh, like you just uh, for um, um, food, uh, buying yes. food or mm -hmm. for sport, but not every kind of sport. Yes. Only so what kind of sports? Of nearly only jogging. Only jogging. You allowed to jogging. cycle? No. Ah, uh, didn't no. know that. Okay. No, no. They're <laughs> so just running, yeah. basically, or a walk. And then they decided uh, to to change a little bit, and mm -hmm. now we can uh, walk together from uh, the members of our household. Yes. And we can just have a walk okay. together, but not uh, far from one kilometers from our, our home. All right. So they've changed. So they've relaxed have, it a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to put the hour uh, when we go out. Okay, and. Where do you write the hour down? The hour on the statement. Where and do you then write we the hour down? Out uh, more than uh, one hour per day. Okay, and where do you write the hour down? You said you have to write down the hour, and but on, on what? The uh, on a statement. On a statement. Okay, so you need a piece of paper with you. It's a, an honor uh, statement. Okay. All right. That <laughs> says that you um, swear that you've left at this time and obviously that uh, you're only allowed to be out for an hour. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And each day we have to, to write another statement, uh, honor okay. statement. So a little bit more paperwork for the French people than the, the people in the UK. Then uh, um, two days ago, I think yeah, um, the government decided to change a little bit to mm -hmm. for autistic people. Autistic, All right. yes, autistic people. Because uh, it's very special for them, because uh, we have to learn to teach them uh, to go to uh, to see other people, to mix with them to try to mix with them and so on and uh, they have a lot of habits so it's very special so if now we just uh, tell them not to mix with people and uh, not to go out it's um, it's it contradictory it kind of like um, works against the original aim of encouraging them is that right yeah so, in fact, uh, it's uh, easier for them to go out. Part 2. Living in other people's shoes. You volunteer with an organisation that helps unemployed people find suitable job opportunities. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, it's like our job centre. and. 
before you studied at the Centre International de Coach at mm -hmm. Lyon, a major mm -hmm. city in, in France. And you worked as a resource, a human resource manager, as you, you've mentioned before. Now, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, your background in terms of perhaps life coaching or in specifically the work you've done, the voluntary work that you've done at the job center? Okay, so as a life coach, uh, in, in fact, I, I advise, um, no, I, as a life coach, I'm not supposed to advise, to give advices, but just to help people uh, to solve their own problems. Okay. So, to so, for example, you often listen to clients seeking direction in terms of what job they can possibly pursue. Yeah. And as for volunteer, um, I help people uh, who are unemployed uh, to find the uh, best way to find jobs. So, okay. uh, can you give us a, just an example? A recent uh, they often uh, lack of confidence just because they lost uh, their job, so they mm -hmm. think they are nothing now. and. Uh, uh, they think they, they won't uh, ever find a, a job, so we have to help them yes. to be more confident. That's very true. I mean, the whole, I think the whole process of looking for a job, finding one, and then perhaps at some point losing it and having to look for another job is one of the hardest things really in life. In fact, I recently read that when you lose a job for whatever reason, it's almost the equivalent would got the same effect as losing a loved one which is an interesting observation so being in quarantine is forcing us perhaps to reflect on how we normally spend our time not only in the current situation but also when we have to go back to work so obviously we need to think carefully about how we spend our time at home and then once we go back to work, we're going to have to adjust again to having a kind of normal rhythm of life. Given that we are even lucky enough to be able to do that anytime soon, which is, uh, we'll see. We could ask ourselves, though, uh, in this situation, are we really pursuing our dreams? Now, this is not an easy question. I mean, not everyone's got the luxury to just say, okay, well, I really want to be... Uh, actor for example or a singer and just pursue it and be successful it takes a lot of hard work and not everyone's got that chance and of course there are financial concerns as well however we can still consider if there isn't something else we can do if there aren't some changes we can make when this is over i mean action there's a lot of power in action it's just trying and doing something so firstly Martin, what does a life coach do exactly? Some people might be familiar with this uh, job. Some people might not. What does a typical working day look like for you? We can talk about a typical day, but uh, I, what I could say is that, uh, in fact, uh, we receive clients. Okay. They all have uh, their own problems to solve. Are these mostly job related or these, can these be any kind of um, problems? It can be any, any kind of uh, problems. 
yeah it can be it could be a couple problems uh, uh unemployment problems uh, lack of confidence as i already said mm -hmm. uh, um yeah every kind of problem fears yeah fears fears you can uh, fears of uh, planes uh, fears of uh, whatever like phobias Phobies, trying yeah, to get over some phobias yeah, yeah. with uh, confinement uh, most um, problems are on uh, fears their fear is uh, on uh, confinement because uh, uh, they had a regular life sort of regular life yes. they yes. knew what to do they had to go uh, to work for example yes. uh, and now they are obliged to stay at home uh, so and uh, uh, their project are um, delayed. Oh yes. Yeah. So, for example, the the projects that they've been working on have been interrupted, and they don't know when they're going to be able to get back. To uh, it. it can be every kind of problem. Uh, for example, uh, living if uh, you want to move ah, from your yes. house, uh, if you wanted to to change uh, your job, or every kind of change. Yeah, so it's their plans, their future plans are interrupted. Yeah, all you planned is just uh, stopped. And yes. you, you don't know when uh, it will uh, come again. That's true. I think that's the uncertainty of the situation. Yeah. Part three. Endangered jobs. One of the major concerns or uncertainties for people at the moment, in fact, is their their jobs, uh, which is the topic, the main topic for today, there is a lot of uncertainty as to job security, for example, and what the best course of action is. What do I do now? I can't do much. I'm stuck at home. I don't know what's going to happen. That kind of feeling or questions people are asking. In fact, some people who are employed by organizations have already been laid off, especially in the smaller retail and business sectors. A, a really shocking figure, you might know this or you might not, I don't know, Martin, in the United States, uh, there is the highest surge in unemployment benefit claims ever, ever, reaching more than 3 million and outnumbering all claims made during every single past global recession you can think of. It's, if you see the graph, it's shocking. There's a kind of like a normal graph with spikes, of course, but then 2020, you just see the blue line shoot up to 3 million from like 600,000. So from a human resource manager's and a life coach's perspective, which job sectors, and you might have to think a little bit, do you think are most at risk during this time and why? Every kind of small companies, uh, of course, uh, food, um, restaurants uh, too. Yes. So yeah, to kind of and summarize, all small shops uh, except for food shops. Yeah, so supermarkets and food places that deliver at the moment, there where you can get it. Yeah, your, they're still working. The yeah. takeaways, in a sense. So to summarize, and this is in fact based on a MIT Technology Review article and a Forbes assessment of jobs affected by the coronavirus. By the way, if you are interested to read more, you can find all the links in the show notes. 
So the endangered jobs are those that need people to come together. For example, cinemas, theatres, gyms, restaurants, pubs, concert venues, sadly, shopping malls and so on. It is really tragic because, and I think Martin, you can agree, a lot of these things have brought, brings a lot of richness to our lives. What advice would you give to people who are currently employed in these sectors? So just to give you an example, um, and I'm just using random example that's popped up into my head. You work for a cinema, now cinemas have already uh, been, they've, they've been struggling already, like just because of Netflix and all, all of these. But say you work for them and now almost nobody's going to the cinema anymore because they were scared of being infected you need to find a new job. So what advice would you give to people? And I know you're not meant to give advice or what questions do people need to consider who are currently employed in the sectors that might not exist the way we know it? In fact, maybe it's a good time to change a job. Uh, I mean, uh, for example, uh, in France, uh, they ask a lot of people uh, to volunteer because uh, all right mm. volunteer in what exactly yeah, for example in uh, agriculture because there, there is a big need in france do they normally get workers from overseas to do to like pick fruit and vegetables exactly they do? exactly uh, yeah right. so now they have problems because they they can't ask yeah, them it's exactly the same in the uk so it's, it might be the same that they're gonna have to ask for volunteers to help out on the farms yeah. yeah, but maybe it could be a good way because people can can just try as volunteer, yes. and yeah. then maybe uh, they they can go on with uh, this uh, other kind of job. Could be a solution. <laughs> a little interesting uh, side note. Uh, I've always wanted to work on a farm, so maybe this is my chance. Yes, <laughs> finally. So that's that's true. The people can see it as opportunity to change forced mm -hmm. though but perhaps it would be good for them uh, of course there are as we mentioned uh, briefly talking about farming some sectors that are booming in these circumstances whereas jobs within the leisure and hospitality industry were on the up earlier this year they have now rapidly dropped now, it seems the sectors that are in the green, that means they're doing well, are online retail, online streaming services, supermarkets, technology companies, because they're now thinking all about all these different ways. What else can we develop to help people at home do their work, stay entertained, and so forth? And of course, anything to do with healthcare, really, really important. And interestingly, I also read online video games in terms of entertainment, even adults, they're looking for things to do at home and they can only watch so many series or films on Netflix. So basically anything online or to do with sustenance like food and health, those industries are also doing really well. Over the last two weeks, obviously I don't work in any of these industries, I suddenly had to ask myself, will I be professionally? expendable when all of this is over bluntly put will society still need me so if someone were to come to you now Martin, 
asking career advice. They ask you, what should I do? What should I look into? You've mentioned the farming, but maybe think of something else. What advice would you give them? As I said, uh, I don't give advice, but I just help them to think about what they like, what they would like mm -hmm. to do, what uh, their heart asks them to do. So okay. if it's not me who gives uh, what they have to do yes. or what they should do, but, that's but what those, those they would questions. like to do, and just to yeah, just to to ask yourself, well, in uh, in the best world, if I could do ideally, everything yeah. I would like to do, what would it be? And then just think about uh, several things uh, possible mm -hmm. to do. Yes. So thank you so much for agreeing to come on to the show, Martin. It has been an absolute pleasure and very, very interesting to hear the contrast between uh, how we experience confinement, confinement, or lockdown, and how the French people are experiencing it. Of course, it's changing by the minute, every day, new things uh, get lifted, some restrictions get lifted, some new restrictions be, are being put in place, no doubt. So we'll see what happens. Just to finish up, I have a few roundup questions to ask. First question, what is the most recent film series you watched, podcast you listened to, or book you read? This is really applicable because we're all looking for films and series and things to do, basically. So what is one that you can recommend? Except for, for your post, your own uh, podcast, of course. Uh, I would say <laughs> I saw <laughs> I saw uh, recently a film called uh, Wadja, and uh, it's from a, a young girl, uh, a Syrian, a Syrian yes. girl, and um, she uh, her dreams her dream is to ride a bicycle, and in fact. Uh, in Syria, in a time where uh, women uh, have uh, no rights, yes. uh, they were uh, burkas. Yes. Uh, and this young girl just uh, dream to ride a bicycle, which is obviously forbidden, forbidden for girls. Yes. We can see all the things she can do, and uh, she even... Uh, participate uh, to a game to earn money to have uh, her own uh, bicycle and the game was uh, to learn the Quran. <laughs> okay, all right. That sounds uh, interesting. Could you uh, please send me the name and I'll, I'll put in, be sure to include it in the show notes as well. Right, and what is your number one tip to help us cope during this time? Uh, of course, it's confinement uh, and... Uh, <sighs> As for me personally, uh, it's a um, lack of sport. So what would you suggest people do to help them with that? Uh, with that, uh, to find a way to, to go on with sport uh, inside house. Uh, yes, online uh, classes, I think. Yeah, yeah. Fitness classes, <laughs> there are example. so many of them yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because a lot of uh, French people... Uh, uh, began with uh, jogging. Oh, as, uh, they didn't run same, yeah? at all. Yeah. Is it the same thing for you in the UK? 
Yes, definitely. I think um, a lot of people suddenly decided to get their bicycles out of the garage and uh, get some exercise clothing together and go for a nice little jog. So it's a good thing in a way, <laughs> get, get the nation fitter. Um, right. Tell us about the biggest challenge you have overcome. Now, this is unrelated to the current lockdown situation. It's in your life, the biggest challenge you've overcome in your life. Okay. Of course, my biggest challenge was uh, to leave uh, Paris and Nestle uh, to go down uh, the south, mm -hmm. south of France and uh, to change uh, my uh, working uh, job and yeah. uh, my leisure life. Okay. Where is the first place you'll visit when this is over and why? And you can pick any place. It doesn't have to be in France. It doesn't have to be realistic. Just the first place you want to visit when this is all over. Hmm. Um, I could say to <laughs> to go again to the tennis center. The tennis center, right? Uh, so why is that? Just because I don't think listeners are aware, but you're. Uh, yeah. That's because uh, I like uh, to play sport. Yes. Uh, tennis. Yes. And uh, with other people, okay. I mean. To stay alone, jogging uh, yes, outside, but <laughs> to be uh, that's me. To meet other people, so maybe it could be uh, to a restaurant too, or to mm -hmm. the rest of uh, a cafe. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then, if someone wanted advice on entering a career as a life coach, so maybe um, they've suddenly realized, well, this sounds like the job for me. I want to help other people, in fact, with their lives. What advice would you give them? How would you go about starting that? Or what is the thing you need to consider? What's this kind of attribute or skill you need to have? In fact, you, you first have to, to follow a training, a mm -hmm. special of training course. coach. Yeah, because yeah. it's very important. Uh, it's not just uh, you guessing what the other... <laughs> like me deciding, wants, okay, I'm a life coach. That's perhaps for me, I need to actually train. Um, I can't just uh, go and uh, give people advice out of nowhere. And uh, maybe in terms of personality, what kind of people suit um, the job? Of course, it's very important to be uh, empathic. Em empathetic. I even struggle to say the word empathetic. Yeah, so to understand uh, other people's situations, to put yourself in their shoes, basically. And uh, yeah to see what uh, other people uh, can think about and not only uh, from your own uh, think uh, of you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so think of yourself, you, you're able yeah. to think of others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening to the show and to Martine for joining me today from her apartment in sunny France. If you want to read more about how the job market is currently being affected, and other social changes that we'll see in the coming months. Follow the links in the show notes. And remember, in difficult circumstances, you have a choice in how you react. The feeling of helplessness is fed by an inability to act. The more you feed helplessness, the stronger it becomes. You can counter it by being proactive. For more about me and why I started this podcast and blog series, which documents stories of personal and professional transformation. Be sure to listen to my first two episodes. There are also visual articles for most episodes. And don't forget, if you enjoyed this episode, kindly spread the word by leaving me a review on Apple or Google Podcasts, 
subscribe, share the article and podcast and give me a thumbs up on social media. Join me next time for more narrative journeys into creative business ideas.